Okay, so um, until now we've been talking about the Arbor Goliath and where Yavon has its place within the the other Goliaths. We've been speaking about the nature of Yavon, the the Azus of it, um, and why that misnaget, why that opposes. Klausel and the Torah, who we are, right? Uh, we spoke about the Milchama that was fought, the very briefly, we spoke kind of towards the end, we started running out of time, but we did speak about that Mitzad Echad, they were able to gain dominion uh, over our hearts, over our minds, and that is represented by the they contaminate all the oils. The oil is that which illuminates the mind's eye, right? Meaning when you light up the oil, it creates the light, it creates the candle, it uh, creates the illumination. Um, that's the mind's eye that sees, that, that understands. So they contaminated that source, means once the... Once the once the mind is contaminated, uh, once the heart is contaminated with the thoughts, with the thoughts that the Yivonim put in there, which is, which stem from Azus, from brazenness, from an overstepping of one's intellectual boundaries. Intellect is a great tool that we have. It's the greatest tool that we have, but it's a tool. And every tool has its usages and its limitations, including even the mind. Um, and so we mentioned very briefly we didn't explain really what it means we just mentioned that that just like we see the Ramazim for the Yivonim uh, conquering us that the new, in the numerical values of, of the various words the Hegel is Gematria it's going to take him a long time. He's using his fingers. Oh, okay. That was quicker than I thought. Good. <laughs> the fingers were to distract you. <laughs> Very good. 65. And Yavon is 66. So Yavon were able to gain the upper hand over the Hegel, which is where the Avoda takes place, right? Uh, they contaminated the Shmonim that were there. But then we pointed out that inside the Hegel, or inside the Kodesh, there's a Kodesh HaKadoshim. There's a secret compartment, a secret chamber, and inner, you know, Lifneu Lifnim, on the inside of the inside. So the inside that the Yivonim have access to, that's, the, that's where the mind operates. The mind operates on the inside. But the inside of the inside, Lifneu Lifnim, the Kodesh HaKadoshim, that's the hidden Yud inside the word Hegel, Right, because there is there's only there's written one yud. Yud is a letter of kedusha always. That's that's the kodesh. But there's another hidden yud. That's the kodesh akadoshim. That is really you only see it when you vowelize the when you pronounce the word. Then you realize that it's seirei, the vowel of the of the word, uh, represents a hidden yud. And so too. Um, you know, we discovered this hidden power, which we haven't said yet what it is, uh, inside of of uh, ourselves. We found the pach shemen, the small vial of oil that was sealed with the 
of the coin Godel. Coin Godel is the one that goes lifneu lifnim. He goes into the Kodesh Hakadoshim, and from there he brings the. Well, he was able to bring this power out. Right? It's obviously not a coincidence that the Ivanim couldn't get there. Right? It's because it was in a place that was inaccessible to them. The Kodesh Hakadoshim. It was beyond their reach. Right? It, it, no. So why did they go in? I'm sure they went in. They just dropped it. No, it could be they didn't notice the smile or whatever. <laughs> it, right? There's a, but 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 I mean, in the in the spiritual sense, why is it that this this they didn't get their hands on? This they couldn't get to, is because this was the seal with the the coin goggle. This represents physical world down here. Represents spiritual concepts. Right? So if in a spiritual way there was an aspect of of Klausrel's hearts, right? The the heart they were able to contaminate it. But the heart of heart, the Kodesh Akadoshim, the Lifnailifnim, that they couldn't get to, so necessarily that's gonna be reflected in the reality that the, that something will be left over. It's not a coincidence. It happens to be that they didn't... It was Ashgacha. It was a divine providence that there should be this little vial left over, right? And it's not that the, uh, that the you know, Hashim and the Kohen Gadol chased them away physically, right? If they would have, they would have seen it, they would have found it. They would have torn off the Hashima, stuck their finger inside, or, you know, whatever, however they got into the vials, you know, into the other vials, however they contaminated everything else, Right? And they would have become Tomei, just like everything else, right? But it was the Hashgacha, the divine providence of Hashem, that that should not happen with this one vial to symbolize, just like Hashem made this one vial burn for eight days. That was also, uh, it took some intervention, right? So too, it took some intervention on Hashem's part to, that this vial should be left. Dafka, this vial, the one that we see with the Hashim and the Kohen Gadol, representing, showing us, right, a physical sign that uh, the spirituality that we were hoping that that was, that, that was indeed what was happening uh, in the spiritual realms okay so so again so that's that's in, in in the in the abstract without saying exactly what it is right we, we just say listen there's 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 the hearts of Klausrel, the hearts, the minds of Klausrel that were contaminated, like we said, the misyavnim. Also, you see at a national level, so the, the, the world, the uh, right? Everything is uh, relative, right? Uh, what you find in the macrocosm, you find in the microcosm as well, right? So, on a macrocosmic level, is if you look at all of Klausrel, you have, let's assume. Probably very similar to what you have today. You have ninety percent of cultural as misyavnim, as uh, secularized Jews, right? Not even keeping mitzvahs, right? And then you have, you know, the the small kernel that are still holding on to something, but probably fairly contaminated still. And then you have, you know, Matisyau, Ben Yochan, Cohen Godel, Hashmanoi, Uvonov. Right, the, 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 that's the that's the coin godel. That's the, that's the That's the premius of Klausrel, that kernel of Klausrel, the little flame deep inside that that, that that will not go out. 
that's beyond the reach of the Yivaka. For whatever reason, because it's the hidden, which we have to discuss what that is. But but is the but is the lefnei lefnei. Okay, that's we see that on a national level. Now, obviously, we see a manifestation of this in the actual hechel itself, in in in, in the base of Migdash. The hechel was contaminated, but in the Kodesh Kadoshim, the chesim of the Kohen Gadol, there still stayed a bechina of. Uh, of Tahara of some of the shaman okay. and obviously most importantly is that on some level <laughs> that on, on a smallest level on a microcosmic level that with every yid with every Jew that was also the case that the overwhelming part of his Let's say an average Jew, not not Matisiah, right? Overwhelming part of his heart, of his mind, was contaminated, right? But there was some kernel deep inside that was still left tower. What was the proof? The proof is that once, once the Kohanim Matisiah and his son started fighting, yeah. And, and so more and more and more, Yidden joined the joined the revolution. Right, I mean, those that initially, many of whom were very apathetic or totally going with the Greek program or whatever, right? They saw the lie; it was awakened inside of them the that little flame, and and and, and they they were able to come back. Okay, that's that's what we see. So we see so we see that to be true. That's what that's what happened. That's what we see that to be true on, on all the different levels: level of individual, level of a nation, level of the of the base of Middash. Um, okay, and, 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 and that's obviously the symbolism that's why Hashem made the miracle Davka with the Shaman um, and, and, and with, the, with the candle maybe we'll talk about the, the Nair a little bit more later if we have time but what I want to talk about is a little bit more practically what, what is this hidden place right uh, that the Yvonne couldn't access. Um, what is it? How does one access it? Yeah, let's say let's say theoretically there was somebody sitting here who felt that he would like to access this place. How would he go about doing that? So, first I want to open up the interesting midrash. The midrash says that Matisyahu. Um, read for, uh, read a posik that, that, that says that uh, basically that he, he he came to without getting he came to understand that Hashem wanted them to stand up and fight against Levanim. Yeah, so he said the following. This, the midrash says, says the following words. He says. If that's the case, move to Chani, Shakodish Boruchu, Yaselonu, Nisim Viniflos. I'm certain Hashem was going to do for us Nisim Viniflos. They fast, they sat down, they fasted, they prepared, and then they went out to fight. Yeah? So, Adam Mefarshim asked, that Lachaira, this is this is a problem. Um, 
with what Matisseau is doing. Um, yeah, two people here that should be able to ask Akasha and, and Matisseau from the Legal Holiday Learning Program. You were in here. How did you know? You, you have uh, listening devices in here? Oh, legal holiday. I just got it. Um, no, I just knew that already. Uh, yeah. Very good. Okay. So, yes. So, the... Um, so, the Taurus Conan says, Kol hamoser atzmo almanas lasos lomes Someone who give himself over, I mean, to be killed by the goyim seemingly, right? Um, with the expectation that a miracle will be performed for him, so then, then, then he does not get a miracle done for him from heaven. Well, but here he was right? told that they were getting... What? He wasn't Matzio's... But if he's giving, up, giving himself over to be killed... Not, would not, without the expectation that he's going to be saved, so then they'll perform for him a miracle. So, how can Matisyahu be saying, okay, I'm certain Hashem is going to do for us, he's in the flow, so let's go fight, right? Uh, then then he shouldn't get a miracle. So, what, uh, Usher, you have, you have an answer already? Different than... By the way, if you, if you steal the whole shear from me, then you're not going to be invited back in. So, go ahead. But this is the last shear. <laughs> for you, this may be the last shear. <laughs> Um, I would think that if Hashem told you that Nisim going to happen versus you being He wasn't told. He understood. So he, he learned the process. He understood, right? He understood. He understood that the right thing to do is to fight. But who says that? But who says you can have miracles happen for you? Yeah, don't expect miracles. Go and give up your life, and then if Hashem does miracles for you, so good. But that's what he told them. He, he got other people to join him. Oh, you think he was, he was tricky? He was tricking people. Okay. I mean, he said, "Move takani." I'm, I'm confident. Seems to like he said it to himself. Okay, fine. Again, the midrash is not a history book. It's not looking to tell us you know, uh, that one time that he had to lie to people to get them to do the right thing, right? It's, it's seemingly it's coming to tell us what's happening behind the scenes, right? Okay. So. Um, so, so there's a, there's a there's an awesome Gemara. Gemara in Brachas and have Chaf Amud Aleph. A Baruch, you might remember this Gemara. I think I've said it before. Amar Leir of What's the difference between the early generations and us? That for them, miracles would happen, and for us, miracles don't happen. That if it's because of the learning of Torah, then how can I be in the generation of Rav Yehuda, which was uh, an earlier generation? So then, all they could manage to learn was just the Nizikin. They didn't, they didn't have time to learn all Shas. Shas is very takes a long time to learn. They uh, obviously. Yeah. You, Mizikin seemingly, seemingly uh, Moed also they do yeah. but, uh, but Mizikin means that to be able to judge cases you know, to be able to judge moments to be able to judge financial matters right you gotta for continued operation of society right uh, whereas we we have 13 yeshivas that learn that learn Masechus Uktsen which is the most 
difficult part of Seder Taharas. So we have way more Torah than they have going on. Right? So how come for them they get miracles and we don't, and we don't get miracles? That's what Papa asked Abai. So Abai answered them back that the earlier generations they were Moser Nefesh for Kiddush Hashem. Whereas we are not Moser Nefesh for Kiddush Hashem. That's why for them they get miracles we don't. It is off. We have a very sad generational leaders, right? Where it's what? like nobody was ever This generation is known for this Mida. So they're lacking in that Mida. Okay. No? Fine. So let's say so. So therefore, therefore, what? He's listening during the legal holiday. He's talking about generational Midas as a result of people being Muslim Nefesh. He's here. Okay. Yeah, spooky. It's uh, you know that's what happens when you grow out your hair long and uh, you have a beard. All sorts of things happen. Okay, Nunu. Anybody have questions? No. Good. Who do they, what do they mean that Rabbi Yehuda's generation didn't learn shots? Uh, the road shots. Rav Yehuda. Not Rabbi Yehuda Nasi. No. Amora. Second generation Amora. In Bal. Okay. Rabbi Yehuda. Whenever you have here, it's here we have here. I'll I'll I'll, I'll guide Rabbi through this. Okay. What did Rav Papa ask? Was it out of the seven moves in the Gemara, right? What did Rav Papa? What kind of a move was that? It was a kasha. Very good. What's the kasha? Speak out the difficulty. That uh, seems that we have we have lots of Torah learning, and uh, the previous generations had had Nisan happening from. So so too we should have Nisan from. Just so too. All the more so that we should have this happen for us. Now, speak out the underlying premise of that. That Torah learning is the is the Hanaka that allows Nisam to flow. I don't know what the word Hanaka, but yes, the rest of it. The Torah learning is the cause for miracles. Right? That's what Papa is saying. Okay. Now, what does Abai answer him? Serious nefesh. Okay, you agree with that? Is, is that something that like, we always had it and we lost? Went to buy it, like, it's not like we've built it now. Okay, hold on, I, I don't know. Good, good, good philosophical question. One second. So Josh said, a bicep back to a papa, you're a fool. You have no idea what you're talking about. Right? It has nothing to do with anything you just said. It has to do with Monsieur Snap. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> no? I didn't say that. <laughs> I thought, I, we have you in recording. <laughs> 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 
the, the obvious difficulty in this Gemara is that what the Makshin, remember, the Makshin is always right. That's the rule, right? The one who asked the question, he, he feels so strongly about his premises, he comes in there with, a, with an attack, right? This is difficult. How can this be? Right? So there must be something extraordinarily motivating about his premises that he feels, you know, this rock salad over here, right? So for Abaye to turn around and tell him actually has nothing to do with Talmud Torah, it's a totally different thing called Mishir Snapper. Right? That would be very difficult. Yeah, that would not be a conversation between two Chachamim, it would be a conversation between, you know, two third graders. Right? Totally just Rafa missed the boat, asked the Kasha, right? So rather serious nefesh is a qualitative aspect of the Torah. Oh, very good. Okay? So Abai is telling him there's two types of Torah learning. Yeah? There's the one that comes with the mysterious nefesh and the one that comes without the mysterious nefesh. And the one that causes miracles is the one that comes with the mysterious nefesh. Why? Let's just speak it out. What is it? Right? So, the uh, terms that the Maral uses for this is Seichel Hamutba Bechomer, intellect, which is sunken into physicality, or maybe we can even say to a certain extent subjugated to the physicality. And seichel hanivdul minachomer, intellect or spirituality which transcends physicality. Okay. Um, for example, if you ask, um, uh, a, a secular historian, yeah, what was the role? of um, religion in the, in the development of society. It's a way to explain the natural phenomenon but existing No, no. Potentially also to transmit wisdom that was intuitive. To create a group communal mentality. Good, better. Societal structure. Societal structure, yes, yes. Law, order, right? It's difficult, they would say like this, listen. It's difficult to enforce law and order when well, you don't have video cameras everywhere and you can't take fingerprints. You know, it's like much, you know, uh, it, uh, much easier back then to get away with all sorts of bad things, right? So, so this way, you create a system, right, where uh, where you you basically you enhance ultimately you enhance religion is a good thing. It enhances life. In fact, you know, you look at America today; the whole thing is falling apart. You're like. Ah, oh, you know, who cares whether religion is true or not? They sh- should have stuck with it anyway, right? They were doing so much better, right? They were, they were overall they were happier and everything, right? I mean, like, it's it's terrible. It's very, very sad, very sad to see what what's going on, right? So, okay, what's the difference? What do you believe? Just you you believe that thing? It gives you some sense of purpose and makes life better overall, right? So that would be. And by the way, that's what. You know, Avodazara and all sorts of other things are out that, that the religion or the philosophy or whatever it is is a way 
to enhance one's life? That was always the question. Even seven habits of highly effective people. Great example, right? So he's developing a philosophy. The explicit purpose of the book is how to make your life better. That's the entire title of the book. And every time he explains, you've got to do the right thing. Even if you're going to get hit for it. Even if you're going to take a big loss. Why? Because ultimately you're going to be happier this way. And ultimately it's going to be better for you this way. You'll find more meaning. You're going to be more uh, um, uh, genuine person. You're going to be more. Uh, you're going to have integrity as as a human being. And, all, and ultimately it's better this way for you. Ultimately it's better this way for you. It's a better life to live. Okay, that's called seichel hamut which means the seichel, the intellect, the spirituality, the concept, the abstract concept is here to optimize the physicality. Physicality is here. That's what it's all about. It's about life. It's about the life here. But a, a good way to augment it is to have a, a good intellectual structure system for yourself. Yeah? Um, now, what happens? Let's say if those two come into conflict, right? You've got uh, you've got uh, a, a good system, whatever it is. But uh, you know, you'd have to theoretically you have to give up your life in order to stay true to those principles. Well, that'd be ridiculous, right? I mean, if the whole purpose of the principles is to enhance your life, right? So why would you give up your life for the purpose of the principles? You don't give up the ichor for the tuffle. You give the tuffle for the ichor, right? So you say, listen. I understand I'll have a better life. I would theoretically have had a better life if I could live with these principles. Maybe it's better, it's noble, whatever it is. But, but, but I'll, take, I, I'll take some life, maybe not as wonderful, right, over losing my life entirely. Right? Whereas, Seichel Hanudul Minachomer says that the spiritual truths are transcendent. They're absolute. They are, that's the real truth up there. And it's the real meaning, it's the, it's the real value. And life here is a way to live according to those values. We are here as, as an opportunity to even express those beliefs and those values in day-to-day living, into actualization. Yeah, but the values are true, even even without being alive in this world. So then, if the two of them come into conflict, then what? What? Then you give up your life here because your life here is only a way to grasp that truth. So why would you let go of the truth in order to in order to have uh, to have the not truth here? Well, why would you want to do that, right? So you give up here to stay connected to those values. In fact, that might be the highest value. Yeah. So that is that's uh, the concept of seichel hamut pabachomer seichel hanudumirachomer. Now, with philosophy, the everything begins with that man's search for his purpose, his well-being, his benefit. 
And you have to understand the depth to which we are impacted by this. We this is this is how we are born, all of us. Like the Derech Hashem says, we are born this way. We are born physical creatures, and the intellect comes on as a um, you know as a uh, poor. Um, well, renter, right? You say, hey, can I can I get like a little piece? Of, can, I, can I rent a little a little loft up here in the in the head? I'll just, I won't bother you. I just can I just hang out there, right? And then little by little, it's supposed to develop and, and take over. So, so the um, so what Rabbi told told Papa is that of course you're right that miracles are a are a expression of a person's Talmud Torah. Why? Why Talmud Torah? Because Talmud Torah is a person living a spiritual life. A person connected to transcendent ideals. A person who is the opposite of an Amaharitz. Amaharitz is a person of the land. A person who is connected, who is, who is uh, rooted into the land. Right? And Talmud Torah, Talmud Torah is connected to the will of the divine. To the will of Hashem. And therefore, just like he is transcendent, right? So it's appropriate that he should, that uh, the Hanhaga, the, the, the guidance that Hashem runs the world with, should also be a different Hanhaga. It should be a transcendent Hanhaga, which is called a nace. A miracle is a Hanhaga of the world where Hashem guides the world in a, um, in a transcendent fashion, where the concept trumps the. The, the physical reality, right? Means to say, if Avraham Avinu is not meant to get burnt up because he's a tzaddik, so even though he's in the fire, but he's not going to get burnt up. That's amazing. It's a, it, it's a place where concept transcends and trumps the, the, the physicality that we have. Here. Okay, so a person who is learning Torah should, like your papa said correctly, should be. Uh, seeing miracles. So by answering yes, but it has to be a seichel hanivdul minachomer. Has to be that for you this this, this is the true Torah. Has to be a true Torah. Has to be the real seichel, right? The seichel hanivdul, which is what the Yivonim didn't have. That's what, and that is this inner chamber. This lifnei lifnim, the kodesh kadoshim, the kodesh. That's the seichel. That's the mind that we have. That the Yivonim had access to. The Kodesh HaKadoshim is the other mind. The mind within the mind means the transcendent mind. The mind that cares more about that world than this world. Yeah? So if you look in the Kodesh, everything in the Kodesh is for this world. You have the menorah, you have the showbread, um, you have the Mizbech Zahav. Right, those are things that we understand. That's in this world, right? Bread to eat, good smell, light, those are all things here. In the Kodesh HaKadoshim, you don't have any of that. Right? It's the Luchos, it's the Torah Kadosha. Is it speaking to us now that we don't have miracles now, so no one's learning Torah at that level anymore? That's right. So let's just first talk about the Hashmanoim, yeah. So the, so the, so what 
Yochan Kohen Galuch Hashmanoi understood is that we need that right now we are in a situation of conflict between the Seichel, between the the Tzura, between the Torah, and our physical lives out here. Right, and we have to choose one or the other. The two of them, you can't have both. And so, and we're gonna we're gonna go. We're gonna be most uh, nefesh. And if we're gonna be most nefesh in such a situation, then what what we're saying is that we are a tzura nevdos minachom. We are people that our Torah is is being with mysterious nefesh. And therefore, it's appropriate to have miracles. Meaning, the appropriate hanhaga is to have miracles. The 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 the, 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 the says a person who's giving up his life, and he says, "Oh, I'm gonna give up my life right now." Is these going right? I'm gonna give up my life, and Hashem will save me. Yeah. So that's not his overall state of existence. He's just right now. He's he doesn't want to die. So I mean, he's thinking, "I'll give up my life so that I won't die." But he saw the other way around. He was he was a hundred percent ready to die, and therefore he was certain he wouldn't. Yeah. The he was in a different state of living. It's a different it's a different existence of living where when Kalal Yisrael operate according to like like in the earlier generations what that uh, Rav Papa was referring to. Right, that they were living with mysterious nefesh. It wasn't just a, a one-time act. You're living with mysterious nefesh. So then, it's appropriate. So then, just like you live above teva, so then Hashem operates with you above teva. So, that, right? so that's a distinction between the act of being mosher nefesh versus uh, entire life. A conduct, a conduct. Yeah, an overall conduct. And, and, and again, no longer saying I'm. Oh, you I'm expecting a miracle, but rather, I, 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 it's just going to happen. I, it's, it's, right. it's, it's not that I'm, I'm counting on it. It's not that I'm relying. It's not that, oh, oh if, I, if, if I knew the miracle wouldn't happen, then I, would, I wouldn't give up my life. Kind of he certainly said, would give up his life. Uh, these are the rules. He's part of the rules. I think Hashem said in this scenario, you can get married. Yeah. You, you knew where the answer needs to leave, right? Yeah. Yeah, but you decided to let me. You decided to let me speak it out. Yeah. Um. So. So that is the um, and, and the learning that we do, right? A person is learning. We have to understand how mishubed we are to the Yavadim today. You know, how how cold I think on the, on the Sarbatevis we discussed. You know some of the reasons why our Torah is so impotent, right? Our Torah is so cold, so limited, so small, right? And that's what that's all because of the Yavadim. Right, that's the um, the Torah has to be something that's the thunders that every word that I hear from it uh, transforms. It, it, it says this this must be this is the most powerful thing. This is like seeing a uh, you know, a lightning bolt. I mean, it, it shocks you to your core every time you, re- you you learn words of Torah. That that's what it's meant to be. That's the same way the Torah is given is how it's supposed to be learned. Right, standing up. With restless vizaya, trepidation and sweating, right? That's uh, the Shem. We do that. We'll be zocha to see nisim v'niflos, 
like they saw by Amimahim Basmanazar.